0: It's Spencer Hughes, and this is Hughes from the Heart. Thanks a lot for being here on the podcast. We're going to talk about how being hangry is a genuine mental state. Boy, they have labels for everything, right? If you're hangry, which is you're angry because you're so hungry, then go eat something. Because luckily, where most of us live in the world, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not starving to death, or you'd be out trying to find food or work or some means of eating, as opposed to listening to my crazy voice. Most of us don't have to worry about it. If we get hungry, go to the fridge, go to Burger King, go to a restaurant, go to the supermarket for goodness sakes, plant a vegetable garden and start eating right away. I just, I don't understand this whole thing. Like I'm I'm, I'm, I'm angry because I'm so hungry. Well then pack a protein bar in your back pocket for God's sakes, or maybe not your back pocket because you'll sit on it, smush it, put it in your purse or put it in your backpack, put it in your man purse and be done with it already. There's no reason for most of us to bitch and moan about being, you know, angry because we're hungry. Well, then go eat something. Whose fault is it that you haven't eaten today? Uh, Probably nobody else's but your own. All right, so we'll get to that in just a second, but I want to tell you about my wife and daughter and their wonderful soy wax candle company. They're a sponsor of the podcast, and the company is called Silva House Market. I hate even calling it a company because they operate right out of our home here in the woods of western Washington. It's a mother-daughter business, I should say. When you say company, you think, oh, you know, all these big stores and it's corporatized. It's a mother-daughter doing their best to provide the world with the best soy wax candles you could ever buy. And I've been into candles since I was a little kid, all right? I've been into soaps and candles since I was a little kid, and I have tried all sorts of candles, and I've never come upon any better than these. And I'm not just saying it because it's my wife and daughter making them, honestly. I can distance myself enough to tell you that in a random test of burning these candles, I, I would come to the same conclusion without even knowing it were, it was their candle I was smelling. Wonderful. They are made with you in mind, with your family in mind, with your pets in mind, with the environment in mind. These are not the paraffin junk you buy at Walmart or Target for like $3 a candle and they burn up in one day and next thing you know you're breathing in chemicals into your lungs. These are safe to burn. They are wonderful. They have dozens and dozens of scents, including some brand new ones that just came out this month. So please check them out. You can order from anywhere on earth from silvahousemarket.etsy.com. housemarket.etsy.com and if you use my promo code, which I'm giving you here, I don't give it in very many places, you'll save 10% off your order every time you use it. Spencer10 S-P-E-N-C-E-R 10s pencer one will get you 10% off of your order if you remember to put that in when you are checking out. So check them out and give them a follow on their Instagram, please and give them a like on Facebook if you're on Facebook. Both places under Silva House Market. That's S as in Samantha, I-L- V is in Victoria, A. Silva House Market. All right, so the study finds that being hangry is a real thing. Well, we've all experienced it at one time or another. That's a pang of hunger, and I would even argue it's imagined hunger. It's not true hunger. You go to the third world, you talk to somebody whose family is starving, and they'll tell you what real hunger is, okay? Most of us just get hungry because we think we're hungry. Most of the time, it's out of dehydration. Did you know that? A lot of times when you keep going to the fridge back and forth to the pantry, and you say, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. Well, it probably means you're not getting enough protein, or else you'd be filled up a little bit more than that. But it could also mean that you're dehydrated dehydrated. You're not drinking enough water and your body is tricking you into thinking that you need food when really all you need is a glass of water or two. But we've all experienced that when we get too hungry, when we get past that point of uh, no return, when we're like past our lunchtime or maybe we're working a few extra overtime hours and we haven't had dinner yet, it can darken our mood but again, I'm going to go above and beyond what this story tells us and tell you and remind you that you are always in control of your mood. Always. Unless you're suffering from severe mental illness or schizophrenia or something where you feel like you're not in control of your emotions, most of us are not in that situation. Most of us are in total control of our emotions, and we don't need to be a-holes to people just because we haven't eaten in a few hours. All right? But it, we've come up with this term as of late called hanger or being hangry, and that's being both hungry and angry, and the anger coming from being hungry. So research published just recently suggests not only is this emotional state genuine, but that hunger can influence our behavior in other ways. Now, Viren Swamy is a PhD and the lead author of the study and a professor of social psychology at Anglia Ruskin University in England. And they told Healthline... uh, He told Healthline that his wife is one of the reasons he decided to conduct the study. He says, My wife is often saying that I'm hangry, but I didn't think being hangry was even a real thing, he admitted, but mainly because I'm interested in the impact of hunger and eating on human emotions and behaviors. So for the study, researchers used the experience sampling method to gather data that they used to better understand the way that hunger can affect emotional outcomes in everyday life. And according to the researchers, the study participants were invited to respond to prompts asking them to complete brief surveys on multiple semi-random occasions Throughout the day, there were 121 participants at the start, with 76 completing at least one survey per day for 21 days. A total of 64 participants completed the study by responding to the final questionnaire. Participants were from 18 to 60 years of age, an average age of 30, and they were predominantly women just putting that out there here, okay? Now, they studied them for three weeks, and participants responded to survey prompts five times per day during that three-week study period. And these prompts asked participants to rate their emotional state and state of well-being, as well as their feelings of irritability and anger and hunger. They were also asked about how much time had passed since they last ate. And again, remember, this is a first-world problem. There's people on this earth that have not eaten for days, maybe longer, for weeks, and they're just barely holding on, okay? Just because you haven't had a bag of potato chips in the last three hours doesn't mean you're like starving to death. And I'm sorry if I sound sarcastic, but it's true. I mean, we are so spoiled in much of the world that if we go 20 minutes without stuffing food in our face, right? I mean, we're as obese as we've ever been in this world, in the Western world anyway, we're as fat as we've ever been, we're as out of shape as we've ever been. Then we say, oh, I haven't eaten in so long. Well, maybe you don't need to be eating right now. Maybe you need to be drinking water or exercising or reading a book or something, right? You don't always have to be eating, but most of the time we eat out of, in the Western Western world anyway, we eat out of boredom, we eat out of dehydration, we eat out of stress, we eat out of anxiety, we eat out of depression, we try to eat ourselves out of our sadness the same way we try to smoke and drug and drink ourselves out of our sadness. It's a way, I think, of self-medicating, but I'm not a doctor. So during the uh, final questionnaire, researchers looked at different dietary behaviors, such as whether or not people ate when they felt irritated or when they had nothing to do. They also assessed anger using the Bus and Perry Aggression Questionnaire, a commonly used tool to measure aggression in adults. And they said the findings indicated that hunger was significantly associated with greater anger and irritability, as well as lower pleasure over the study period of three weeks. Swami said his study confirms that being hangry is real and that our feelings of hunger do negatively affect our emotions. I would add, if we allow them to, we allow them to, you don't have to be an a-hole just because you're hungry. It's almost like an excuse, like, you know, I'm bitchy to you because I haven't eaten all day. It doesn't mean that you can be a jerk to people, right? It just, again, nowhere in the studies does it say, just go eat something. I mean, why bitch and moan about being hangry? Just... You know, keep a protein bar in your purse. Keep snacks at work. Keep, You know what I do? I keep stuff in my glove box. I keep a bag of nuts. I keep some protein bars. I keep a bottle of water. There's no reason you're never fully out of reach unless you're hiking through miles of wilderness and even then you should be prepared and have food with you I mean especially then you should be prepared and have food for you so even that's not an excuse I mean what is the excuse to go to that point where you're hangry okay you're working an 18 hour day great good for you you're not the only one then you should have snacks at your desk you should have snacks at work you should take more breaks you should go take a lunch once in a while alright anyway back to this I just I I, I enjoy talking about this study because I think it's fascinating but I just don't like the excuse making like you know see this is proof Spend is giving us proof that we can be hangry. Well no, it's explaining where hanger comes from, but again, the uh, the antidote to being hangry is just eat something, for God's sakes. Don't let yourself get to the point of anger. That's my point. Anyway, Dr. Timothy B. Sullivan, the Chair of Psychiatry and Behavioral Sciences at Staten Island University Hospital, part of Northwell Health in New York, says, we know in general that when we experience emotions, our minds survey our internal physiological states in order to construct an assessment of our mood. He explained that for this reason, it's easy to understand. It's easy to understand that states of hunger or other conditions of physiological vulnerability can trick our minds into associating those physiological sensations with with moods. Sullivan told Healthline, Indeed, the theory of constructed emotion holds that mood states are fundamentally largely a consequence of that process of introspection. He pointed out that self-reports are one of the weakest sources of data, and that's concern over the study. He says in this instance, it's not clear whether or how the investigators could have blinded the subjects to the purpose of the study. Sullivan concluded that for this reason, there's a strong possibility of confounding in that the subjects may have been cued to associate anger with periods of hunger. That's what I was thinking too in the back of my mind. Dr. Alex Dimitriou, an expert in psychiatry and sleep medicine and the founder of Menlo Park Psychiatry and Sleep Medicine in California, I know where Menlo Park is, and uh, as well as Brain Food MD, says, I'm not surprised at these findings. In the end, we are biological creatures and are programmed to get our needs met. Part of that is being uncomfortable until we get what we need. Dimitri noted that in his experience, he's seen pain, such as headaches or back pain, physical discomfort, and being sleep-deprived as reasons people can become irritable and even aggressive. He advised, anyone who notices a significant drop in mood or energy or change in irritability with hunger should at some point speak with the doctor and make sure blood sugar levels and lab values are within normal limits. And that's a very good point. You want to make sure that you don't have something going on with your health that may be leading you to have these emotions and feelings. That's always a possibility, of course. Research that was published back in 2013 analyzed the behavior of hungry people across 10 studies. Those findings showed that hungry people made more errors doing tasks and tended to have less self-control. The researchers also analyzed data from uh, war zones and reported that societal hunger could predict war killings, which they attributed to diminished self-control with aggression. That's interesting. The study authors also reported that hunger made people more likely to think negative thoughts about racial minorities, as well as increased thoughts about death. Very fascinating. I think this really does go back to our reptilian brain, doesn't it? I mean, I think so, that it's a survival mechanism, that we think because we're hungry that food's going to be scarce, and we don't know when we're going to eat again, and we need to go out there and hunt something down, or we're going to die, and the whole tribe's going to die. I think that's where this comes from, really, and I wish they'd explore that a little bit more, but I think the reason we get hangry, even when we're not totally hungry, like we're not, you know, just because you've gone three hours without eating doesn't mean like you're dying, but maybe it's something evolutionary in, in our fiber, in our being, that we can't necessarily easily shake. It's maybe not something we can consciously do as much as we think we can because we're we're wired that way. If we go too long without food, we think, oh my gosh, what's going to happen to us? It could be that. could be a lot of that. I'm Spencer Hughes. This is Hughes from the Heart. If you like what you hear, this is just the free sample. I want you to please join me on my daily podcast, Hughes from the Heart, at Patreon. You can get to it very quickly. Go to patreon.com slash Hughes. People listen to this podcast now in so many countries. Let me just update here. And again, you may be listening to this six months after I, I put it up for you to listen to it. So these numbers may change. But as of right now, I will tell you... According to my analytics, we are being heard in 42 countries and 724 cities around the world. I want to thank my top countries, the United States, France, Canada, Germany, United Kingdom and Japan, and my top cities are Colorado Springs, Colorado, Nevada, California, Frankfurt in uh, Germany. Columbus, Ohio Sparks, Nevada Seattle, Washington Olympia, Washington I'm in Washington So it's nice to see Some of these Western uh, Washington cities Popping up here Seattle, of course And our capital of Olympia And hello to everybody else Out there From Brazil to Sweden Australia to South Korea And so many other places In between I love all of you Thank you very much For being here My friends in Bermuda And the Netherlands And Singapore And Vietnam And Costa Rica And Argentina And I look at the map And we are heard In North America South America Africa Africa, Europe, Asia, and Australia. We are all over the place, sort of. We're getting there. I would love, love, love to make this heartfelt journey and this labor of love, if you will, to become something really, really big in this world. And you can help me do that by listening to all the free stuff you can and by joining the Patreon. It's only a dollar a month, three pennies a day. Will you do that today? I want to see how many people around the world will sign up to the podcast. Patreon.com slash Spencer Hughes. And you can also click the support link at from heart.com and that will show you other ways you can support the podcast. I do have a Venmo, which is Radio Spencer, and I won't lie to you, we don't turn away any donations, small or large, and they help to keep the podcast going. I'm barely keeping the lights on, my friends. This podcast has yet to make a lot of money, or any degree of money, really. It's just barely paying for itself. A lot of time and energy and cost goes into producing these podcasts, especially on the daily basis, and I could really use your help. So if you want to just throw a few bucks to help support the podcast, Keep the lights on for a few more days or weeks. That would be awesome. Radio Spencer is my Venmo. Thanks a lot. Much love to all of you. And we'll talk again real soon.